Hey, it's CS Joseph with csjoseph.life, and I finally have my gimbal back for once, and I'll be using it when I'm uh, walking outside, which is pretty fantastic, given that it took many weeks to get it fixed, and uh, and then a lot of you had to deal with the fact that I was just Mr. Shaky Shake while, you know, walking around outside for my lectures, so who knows? And... Uh, I'm filming this right now, hoping that my head is not going to get cut off uh, from this distance, uh, but who knows? We'll find out when we get there. And if it is cut off, well, it is what it is. I'll fix it on the next lecture, if you know what I mean. So, anyway, this is uh, season 11, episode 1. Yes, new season of type comparisons. I only have three more to go. This season is particularly interesting because it is comparing types that have the same uh, judging uh, functions, uh, basically. Uh, so for example, this is the ESTJ versus the ENTJ, right? So ESTJs, ENTJs will get the benefit of trying to understand the differences between the two in case there's like people out there who are confused between ESTJ and ENTJ. So. Yeah, we're going to be doing that comparison. Also, uh, we finally have a winner uh, for that copy of No More Mr. Nice Guy right here. And uh, so I will announce the winner at the end of this lecture, but uh, their name is written on the whiteboard, so it would be pretty obvious as to who it is if you know what I mean. So just keep that in mind. Uh, no More Mr. Nice Guy. Uh, it was an awesome giveaway. We're going to be giving away more things in the very near future. I think we're doing our next giveaway is actually going to be on the uh, Q and A session that I will have. Uh, I think it's Friday night, so we're going to do the Q, uh, Q and A session. And also tonight is the first uh, meetup group in the Bay Area, our very first event that we're doing. And uh, I'll be there. It'll be great, uh, even if only a couple people show up because it is in the middle of the week. But it is what it is. Uh, but I will be there. It'll be fun, and uh, we'll definitely uh, get things going in that direction. Uh, for those of you that will be joining me, thank you. That's awesome. And those of you that are not but will be joining later, yeah, it'll be great to see you uh, definitely there as well. So. That being said, uh, season 11, episode one, uh, this is the ESTJ versus the ENTJ. How do they compare? How are they similar? How are they different? This is just to help people understand how to type themselves if they're confused between both these two types. And it makes sense why they would be that way because they are the same interaction style. They're both direct. They say what they mean. They mean what they say. Uh, can come off as bossy, if you know what I mean. Uh, they're initiating, they both initiate with people. Uh, they don't wait for other people to come to them. They just go and make it happen. And they are control types, which means uh, when you are a control type, you go at your own pace, you take your time doing things. You're not flying by the seat of your pants, kind of like, you know, I am on a regular basis. So just to give you an idea of how it works, uh, that is their, they're, they're the DICs, right? DICs, Direct Initiating Control, also known as the Structure Interaction Style. However, they have different temperaments. One is concrete, one is abstract. The abstract one is the ENTJ, the concrete one is the ESTJ. What's the difference between the two? Concrete is focused on what's in front of you, what's more real, it is the what is, whereas the abstract is more focused on the what if and the possibilities because, you know, intuition, right, versus sensing, right? Sensing is all about sensing what is, uh, intuition is all about considering the what if, basically. So that is the difference between the two uh, 
the two types as uh, we figure that uh, out there in terms of their temperament, right? Uh, so yeah, concrete versus abstraction. ENTJs are pragmatic, they're very independent. Uh, I would venture to guess that SJs are and whatnot, but I'll have to double check uh, if they're pragmatic versus affiliative again, because I don't remember for some reason. Uh, it just kind of slipped my mind, but we'll definitely verify that pretty soon in the future anyway with an upcoming lecture. So that being said, let's dive into how these functions are similar or different from the, co or how these types are similar uh, or different from the cognitive functions. So first off, we have the ESTJ with TE Hero. It's all about rationale. It's all about their belief system, basically. TE Hero is, uh, is very, uh, it can be very directing. It's all about uh, organizing things. It's about having buckets of thought, categorization, everything in the life in, in life is categorized. It's also what reduces chaos. So both of these types both have TE Hero. As you can see right here, the ENTJ does as well. And as a result of having TE Hero, again, it's all about taking charge. It's all about assigning various tasks to certain people or assigning roles, assigning titles. Uh, you know, it's, it's about uh, organizing, you know, or having a system, right? It's all about having a system. If there is no routine or if there is no system or systematic way of doing things, it's not going to be done, right? Everything has to go through a system. Everything has to have a plan. Everything has to have a process. This is what TE Hero is all about. TE Hero is also about what other people are thinking. Both these types are consistently aware of what other people are thinking, and they're constantly aware of other people's true false judgments. And guess what? They feel pretty smart, pretty intelligent when you put them around TI users, especially TI parents and TI heroes. TI parents, TI heroes, they love picking the brain of TI parents and heroes, which basically increases their intelligence because they're able to like, hey, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? What do you think about this? Constantly to their TI logical cohorts, right? Because they're like thought vampires. These two types like to latch on to other people and just suck up all that TI, suck up that uh, logic. They love having that logic. They love having that truth because they just want the facts. If you just give them the facts, then they're happy, right? And uh, that's what I at least try to do for ENTJs because ENTJs like ENTPs because I'm very fact-based. They don't care how harsh I am. They just want the stark truth. Give them the truth. Give them the facts. That's all they want. ESTJs are the same way in that regard because they cannot live in a world where they're just surrounded consistently by lies, even though both these types are at risk of having their own belief system corrupted in certain ways. And we'll talk about that. So the um, temperament-wise, you know, the ESTJ, they're very traditional, right? Whereas the ENTJ is an intellectual, very independent, always considering the what-if, future-oriented, future thinker. The ESTJ, while they imagine that they are very future-oriented, they really care more about the real. They really care more about the what is. Uh, so in as much as they are concerned with the future because they have NE child, which is very metaphysical, uh, it's more of like a, an innocent little kid. It's not someone who's really trying to seek mastery of metaphysics, although ESTJs try, especially when they get older, when they start developing their INFP subconscious and they become these really amazing philosophers. And, uh, to speak about this, uh, there was a gentleman uh, who I knew as an ESTJ. He used to be like a coworker of mine. His name is Scott. He's a really cool dude. Uh, I learned a lot from him. 
and uh, he mentored me in terms of my career and uh, what I was doing. Uh, also how I dress because thank God for SE Critic giving advice to SI users like me, low SI users and criticizing me for how I dress and how I need to dress better from what I was. And yeah, I know that's like not saying much because I kind of dress pretty hokey the way it is as you know right now. But trust me, the way I used to be before, thank God for Scott and Gia and, uh, or Gina. Wow, I can't even remember names these days. These ESTJs in my life, they're SE critic who criticize me so that I can have like, you know, not be dressed like a hobo at all times, right? So anyway, the lack of hoboness is really appreciated and they can see if they're any child that that's what I want because any child just wants to give people what they want. They just want to give them balloons and candy. Hey, what do you want? Let me get it for you. Oh, you want a better life? Well, I had this experience and if you do what I did in this way, you will have the same result, any child, right? I had this experience, SI parent, you're gonna wanna do it because you're gonna get a similar result, any child, right? That's the ESTJ way of doing things, right? This is why ESTJs are consistently in the gym, for example, because they want to, um, uh, they do research, they try to gain all the experience they can with how to uh, get fit, etc., how to lose body fat and whatnot, and then they see other people and then they want, they, they, they have the desire within them, uh, the discipline within them to tell people, hey, you wanna get fit? Do what I did, right? And that's very consistent. You see it on Instagram all the time, especially with ESTJ women. Uh, it's very, very common among ESTJs. Also, Scott once told me that ESTJs have this thing where we live life backwards. We have all of the fun in our youth, and then when we get older, then we just become this very professorial, philosopher kind of person. And that's kind of makes sense, because ESTJs often take the humanities when they're going to college or secondary school and learning about those things, right? And that makes sense, because INFP subconscious, they're really developing the core interpersonal philosophy, uh, and then as a result, they're able to show others their core interpersonal philosophy, take them with them, and they're able to explore the ideal. That's what the INFP subconscious does, they explore the ideal. However, it's completely different with the ENTJ. That is the ISFP, where they're all about these amazing artists, right? And uh, let me tell you something about ENTJ art. I used to be employed by an ENTJ one time, and he owned like a value-added reseller out of Seattle for information technology. And we did like pre-sales engineering and uh, post-sales engineering as well as implementations for various customers, uh, big international companies in Seattle. It was a very interesting uh, position, but on the side, he was a producer and he produced movies. He produced movies uh, and, uh, and now uh, he's been doing it with, for A-list recording artists. Absolutely amazing dude. And he's able to do this because of his ISFP subconscious. They take a very more artistic approach. Yes, they're super in charge and have that look of Alfred Hitchcock, but it still is an art to Hitchcock at the end of the day, right? So think about it that way, you know, with ENTJs. ENTJs exist, you know, to obviously take charge. They, they're huge entrepreneurs. They own their own companies. But at the end of the day, their real passion, their real passion, especially when they get to midlife, is all about the art of what they're trying to do. Whereas the ESTJs, their main passion is the philosophy behind what it is that they, they are doing. Two different approaches. So if you're more concerned with philosophy, chances are you're an ESTJ. If you're more concerned with art, chances are you're an ENTJ. It's one of the biggest differences between the two, right? Another thing, uh, um, 
So they're very rational. Both types are very rational. They approach this, you know, with their finances. They're very good with financial management, uh, investing decisions, uh, anything to do with money, numbers, paperwork, processes, uh, routines. They're aware of what other people think, how other people think of them, and their reputation and their impression that they make on others is super important on them because they always want others in their life, especially people that they regard as intelligent, like TI users, TI parents, and TI heroes to think highly of them, right? And because they think highly of them, both of them can feel good because they both have inferior FI, which is their sense of morals. Inferior FI is all about morals. Yes, ESTJs and ENTJs literally walk around this world afraid that they are bad people, right? They are afraid that they're not good enough. They're afraid that they're ineffective. They're afraid that they are not human enough or good enough. Do you see what I'm saying here? They are afraid that they are not people of high moral fiber. But if they get over their fear, they really end up realizing they are, and they do have those high morals, and then the ENTJ is able to use those morals to produce amazing art. The ESTJ is able to utilize their moral awareness to produce philosophy, core inner philosophy, with the potential to actually change the world based on their personal core inner philosophy that provides vision for other people to execute and to bring about the ideal into reality. Uh, obviously INFPs do this as like a main thing within their ego, but ESTJs have an additional slant because they're doing it with the benefit of all of their experience gathered with SI um, parent. Same thing with ENTJs when they're approaching their art, it's all about NI parent and, and the willpower because the ENTJ wants to exude its will upon the world and will the world bring their personal will into the world and will what they believe, what they feel is the ideal into the world. And they do this through art, right? Where they're literally changing the physical and shaping the physical reality around them. Whereas the ESTJ is changing and shaping the metaphysical reality around them because they want to change the what if, they want to, ch and the ENTJs want to change the what is. Interesting how that works, the ENTJ is aware mostly of the what if, but they want, because of their knowledge of the what if, they want to change the what is. Whereas it's the other side with the ESTJ, they are aware of the what is, but based on their knowledge and experience of the what is, they want to change or affect the what if. It is an absolute amazing thing to watch when they are both doing that, when they're both living in their INFP subconscious and developing it, same with their ISFP subconscious with the ENTJ when they're developing it. It is absolutely dope. Awesome, really awesome, and I like it, especially like my former boss's uh, ENTJ music videos they did with A-list recording artists. It was, his work was absolutely astounding. He had a love for the uh, for the hardware, a love for, the, for movie making, a love for absolutely every aspect of the business, and uh, I certainly hope he goes places with it. That being said, so SI Parent, uh, this, is, this is where things get really different between ENTJs and ESTJs. ESTJs are all about duty. They're all about long-term memory. Now, a lot of people have been complaining on my Discord and in comments on YouTube about, oh, you know, it's not about, SI is not about long-term memory. Yes, actually it is, but let me show you how. You have memory here, and memory is accessed in two ways. Actually, technically four ways. If you could think about memory you know, oh, we have this memory thing in here, how do we access it? Well, 
How do, how do we access the short-term memory? Well, that's extroverted sensing. Well, how do we access the long-term memory? Well, that's introverted sensing, okay? How do we access future memory? Well, that's introverted intuition and extroverted intuition. Other people, you know what I mean? So the future or the what if, the intuitive realm in terms of memory, because memory it has, it has a what is side, it has a what if side in reality, right? So people who have high intuition actually have memory of the future that's literally how it is it's just memory of the future right and they are experiencing memories in the future possibilities and the possibilities to them are as real as actual past events right so you have short-term memory versus long-term memory or you know and it's just how the mind accesses memory how it prefers to access or interact with a human being's memory. And that memory has a yin and yang equilibrium of future and past awareness, right? Future and past memory, right? It's the same thing. And extroverted sensing, introverted sensing does that. And introverted intuition and extroverted intuition does that. That's how memory works. So they have high long-term memory access. This means ESTJs can remember everything, right? And they do. They remember things a long time ago. They're literally a walking totem. And they remember everything for you. You can always ask them. They'll even bring stuff up, especially when they're upset, from 25, 30 years prior. And you're like, are you still not even over that? You know what I mean? And they'll use their TE Hero to compare you to that as well. Awesome. You know what I mean? ENTJ is completely different. Introverted intuition parent, they're all about what they want. Introverted intuition is all about finding the best path forward for the individual, right? Extroverted intuition is about being aware of all paths forward, and then after looking at all paths forward, choosing the best one, right? Whereas it's the other way around with introverted intuition. It's aware of the best path forward, and then will change one at a time based on what comes next, right? Because they're so focused, it's like a laser, you know, like, like a sniper rifle, whereas with extroverted intuition, it's like a shotgun, well, they have their laser sniper rifle and their willpower is, they, is like, you know, pointing like a compass, finding the absolute best path or ideal path, depending on what type you are, the best path forward that they could take. As a result, this comes off as them being very wanty, very willful, and at times even impulsive, right? Of course, when an ESTJ is impulsive, that's a bad idea because... NI trickster is their willpower. They almost have no willpower. They have no idea how to be responsible with what they want. So then they're like, oh, I want to buy this car. Oh, yeah. Shouldn't have bought that car. Oh, I want to buy this house. Oh, yeah. Shouldn't have bought that house. Oh, I want to get this job. Oh, yeah. Shouldn't have got that job. And that's very typical of ESTJs. That's why you never let ESTJs want anything. Never let them want things. Tell them what they should do because SI parent with that long-term memory access, with that past awareness, past focused, they are duty-based. You tell the ESTJ what they should do. In fact, that's all they want to hear from you. The ESTJ just wants to know what they should do. That's what you need to tell them. Tell the ESTJ what they should do. Ah, but the ENTJ is different. Always give the ENTJ a choice. Tell them what they want to do. Or like, hey, would you want to do this? Would you want to do this? Here's the options. Here's the options that you could want. Instead of just telling the ESTJ, do this, right? It's completely different. 
The ENTJ exists to obligate others, right? With their SE child. SE is all about obligating others or indutifying others or dutifying other people, right? And SI exists to receive that duty call and then do the duty, right? So you obligate ESTJs, right? And ENTJs are the obligators or you just have to give them a choice. And if you're raising an ENTJ child, you wanna be like, hey, do you wanna to go to bed now or do you wanna to go to bed in five minutes? That's what you do to an ENTJ child. To an ESTJ child, you're just saying, okay, you're going to bed right now, okay? That's the difference between the two. Make sure you're raising your children properly to, your, to their type because if you're not, well, uh, I mean, it's gonna to get to a point where I'm literally going to be able to like ethically tell you that you're a bad parent if you don't. It's gonna be great when that happens, don't you think? Oh, it just makes my chaotic, evil ESFB demon quiver inside as I get to dance over the burning corpses of people who, you know, <laughs> metaphysically speaking, you know, and it, where it's like, oh, hey, you know, you're a bad parent because you're ignorant of type and you're trying to live vicariously through your children and you don't know how to parent them properly because you just assume everyone else in this world's like you. Wow. Why don't you just get father and mother of, of the year award right then? Ha <laughs> ha. Oh, you're mislabeling your, your children as autistic or having ADD or ADHD. Wow. And you're not really aware that that's like part of their type and who they really are? Wow, you're actually abusive parents. Oh, and you thought you were such great parents to begin with, didn't you? No, not really. Anyway, so yes, ENTJs are very willful, whereas the ESTJ is very dutiful, right? And you don't let them want things. Also, you never tell an ENTJ what they should do. They're just gonna get angry at you. Don't even like do that. That's like, that's stupid, don't do that. And remember, we talked about how ENTJs are all about being obligators. They believe that when they give uh, people such a good experience and make people as comfortable as possible with their SE child, and they really back up people in that way, it's also where their, their, uh, their uh, virtue of altruism comes from because they want to give everyone possibly a good experience, especially in social situations or in general, especially if they know that, that they feel good about those people. And they do this in such a way where they're hoping that it garners loyalty, right? Because the ENTJ is seeking loyalty and trying to build loyalty in other people and get people that are diehard loyal to them, right? As a result of them being so altruistic, right? Whereas the ESTJ, however, they don't care so much about people being loyal to them because they have SE critic. Yeah, I mean, they might say, oh, it's important, but in reality, ESTJs primarily first need to be finding somebody that it is worth to be loyal to. ESTJs need to find somebody who it is worth or worthy of them to be loyal to them, right? or you know, to be loyal to that person. The ESTJ is trying to be loyal to that person, whereas the ENTJ needs somebody loyal to them, right? It is different. ENTJs do not care or give a damn about being loyal to anyone. It's all about people being loyal to them, whereas the other way around with the ESTJ, the ESTJ is looking for somebody to be loyal to. I personally am looking for somebody to be loyal to. And I would prefer to be loyal to an NJ, especially an NTJ, for example, because NTJs are pretty dope. They're aware of what I think. They're constantly trying to make me be comfortable. I get to share what I think. I get to be comfortable. They tell me what they want. I give them what they want. There's no guessing. It makes things so much easier. And I get the added benefit of making them feel human and make them feel good because 
they're afraid that they don't feel very good about themselves, these ENTJs, and I take away all of that fear. And then it's no longer a problem anymore. And then they feel energized, synergized, and it's just an absolute fantastic friendship or romantic relationship, and it definitely comes out in the bedroom if you know what I mean. The point is, ASE Child is all about finding, giving people a good experience, showing people that things are very showy, always being a show-off, ENTJs are. And they, they even do this privately though, it's private showing off, you know, and sometimes they, with their ISFP subconscious, sometimes they're showing off to everybody. I mean, for example, my ENTJ friend, uh, we're going to this event in Vegas, probably in October, and he's like, well, you know, hey man, you make sure you're working out, and because, you know, because I am, and I got him into working out too, and right now we're pumping iron together, basically, and he's like, hey man, make sure you're all pumped up, make sure you're jacked, and I'm going to like, rent some exotic cars and we're gonna make a statement at this convention we're going to. And I'm like, okay, yeah, man, let's definitely impress as many nerds as possible at the EVE Online event in Vegas. I think that'll really go over well. But again, this is ENTJs we're talking about. They're all about being as showy as possible, you know what I mean? Whereas ESTJs are not showy. In fact, ESTJs look down on other people with their SE critic and criticize those people that are overly showy. This is one of the reasons why these two types are not necessarily as compatible more very neutral to each other because the ESTJ would criticize the ENTJ for being a show-off or being too showy, whereas the ENTJ would criticize the uh, ESTJ for being too boring, stuck up, hey man, you have a stick up your ass. I mean, that's literally what an ENTJ would tell the ESTJ. Hey, uh, nice stick up your butt. You want me to pull it out or should I just twist it a little bit more? You know what I mean? And then it's like, okay, yeah, that was like really uncomfortable, but uh, I mean, the ESTJ, I mean, they're, they they could take the punishment. That's what introverted sensing parents all about. It can take punishment. It can take the hits. It can definitely endure. This is why SJs of all the types live the longest because they can endure the longest. NE child, all about that metaphysical awareness. What other people want. We talked about that shotgun effect. They're trying to find all available paths and then pick the best one instead of finding the one best path first and ignoring all of the others. And this allows them to basically kind of be like water in this regard and very adaptable, but they just don't know what they want. They have to rely on somebody else to tell them what they want ahead of time, whereas the ENTJ always knows what they want, so they don't have that issue. And they're all about trying to, you know, you just have to, like an ENTJ, I've had many ENTJs just look at me and I'm being informative with them and they need someone who's direct, you know, and I'm not, and I have very low introvert intuition. They just look at me squaring the face and like, tell me what you want so I can get it for you. And we're like in a business meeting when this happens, and I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, you're right, uh, ESTJ. And then I have to directly tell them, okay, I want this. And then they get it for me, and then meeting over. And they're like, wow, you went on this 20 minute diatribe about all this stuff when you could have just taken two minutes and told me straight up what exactly it is you wanted so I could get it for you. In fact, I could have gotten it for you before you done with that 20 minute diatribe. I don't know how many times I've heard that from ESTJs, but I mean, ESTJs kind of do get frustrated with ENTPs. but. Thank God they got TE Hero, because TE Hero definitely likes the TI parent. They're like, wow, you're pretty smart. Really quirky, but pretty smart. Okay, sure, fair enough, ENTJs, I can handle that. Or ESTJs, I can handle that. But ENTJs, however, when they're looking at the ENTP, they're like, oh, this is so dope. It is the dopest. I didn't even know someone like you could like even exist. And I'm like, yeah, I do exist. And they're like, oh, thank God, here, let me just hire you and, and keep you in my life forever because I can't live without you. I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, ENTJs, yes, we could definitely do that, awesome. And they're like, oh, yes. 
And, you know, we end up becoming the dynamic duo and conquering everything we survey, especially in the business realm, if you know what I mean. It is the dopest. So, and we both, oh, we already talked about introverted uh, feeling inferior and how, you know, they're insecure with how they feel about themselves. They walk around afraid that they're bad people. Remember, this is the, the first and the uh, fourth are gateway functions. And if you get over the insecurity, you can get into the subconscious, which you can do both sides here. They can become philosophers, they become artists, etc. Very important. Now, what do these two types worry about? They worry about the same things. This is a similarity. They worry that they are intelligent. These two types worry that they're smart. These two types worry that what they know may not necessarily be true and they need to verify it. But verifying everything that they know, everything that they read and doing the research behind it just stresses them out. And they do not have as high mental capacity or mental need basically to be able to do all that research and verify their beliefs. Because remember, TE Hero is all about beliefs. It's not necessarily what is true or false. It is actually about what they believe, right? The true false is in their logos because their ethos is right here, got that ethos, beliefs, if you know what I mean. But right here you have logos, right? And they have their logos and it's like, well, I just don't have the mental capacity to verify whether or not this is true or not. This is why TE heroes constantly, ESTJs, ENTJs, constantly go to other people, especially people like me, and be like, hey, what do you think about this? By saying that, what they think about this, it's very important because it gives me the opportunity to like to verify their beliefs, right? They can verify their own beliefs. It just takes a lot longer for them. It causes them mental stress. It causes them mental stress. At least they're not like, you know, INFPs, ENFPs, ISFPs, ESFPs, because those four types, they don't even, they don't verify their beliefs. Let's be honest, they don't. They just don't, it's not real to them because from their point of view, anything can be true, especially the TI tricksters, the uh, ESFPs and the ENFPs, anything can be true. I mean, for example, shout out to uh, um, our, our, our native ESFP on the Discord uh, server. Um, he, he changed his name to Ryzen recently. And uh, he's constantly keeping the conversation going because he's a starter type, constantly starting conversation over and over and over and over again. If he really was an ENTJ, then he wouldn't like like be talking that much CNTJs they get in those social situations and if they're not putting that social situation on if they're not kind of like a center of attention or if they don't have the responsibility for that they'll go in their ISFP subconscious and actually kind of be very you know standoffish and kind of put in the back but this guy you know, he's front and center with the attention constantly you know SE heroing everything and he's got that TE child and he's like and we are and he's uh debating Sylvester the other night, and Sylvester, he's an ESTP, and uh, he was also debating Asherath, who is an ENTJ, and, uh, you know, he's like, well, and I'm like, well, what the argument is about? And then he's like, well, it could be anything. And I'm like, no, TI trickster, stop melting my face. It's not about anything. That's, no, we were actually talking about a specific subject. You know what I mean? Again, ESFPs, ENFPs, INFPs, ISFPs have to verify their beliefs. Now, these two types, they can do it because they have strong enough logic, they have strong enough logos and TI nemesis for both of them, TI nemesis, but it causes them a lot of mental stress because they have to leave their ego and go into their unconscious in order to do that. So it's just easier for them to go to other people who they regard as smart, who they believe is smart and intelligent, and who have logos and just be like, hey, what do you think about this? 
And they do this to multiple people, get multiple sources of, hey, what do you think about this? And then they're like, okay, good. My beliefs match up with the truth. I don't have to worry about it so much. That's the issue. They constantly worry about whether or not their beliefs actually match up to what is really true or false, right? This is why they like to have TI users around them. This and both these types, ENTJ and ESTJ, do this on a regular basis. But how does the shadow change? Well, ISTP shadow takes a different approach and so also does INTP shadow as well. INTP shadow is also another intellectual whereas uh, the ISTP shadow, the ESTJ, is an artisan. So again, it is a little different, right? So we have, uh, you know, we talked about TI as nemesis, but we have SE critic, and we already talked about SE critic, but I'm gonna mention it again. Criticizing the outward appearance of other people. I mean, uh, other SJs who have SE nemesis, instead of SE critic, they're gonna see, like, like for example, my mom, she does this, you know, e even to this day, I'm, I'm 31 years old, and she sees, like, she sees, like, dog hair that the dog put left on my shirt, she's just gonna come up to me and just start picking it off my shirt or whatever, but if my mother was an ESTJ, she'd just point out and be like, you probably should fix that, and then they'll just walk off, right? It's different, right? They're not actually doing the action and picking it off. They're just telling me that it's my responsibility to do it, right? Or the same thing with tying my shoe, same thing with my fly being open. Whatever, the ESTJ is going to point it out with that SE critic because SE critic is super important. This is also why ESTJs value their outward appearance so much because they like it when people give them first impressions. SI parent wants to be impressed. SI hero wants to be impressed too, but SI parent especially demands that they receive a good impression from other people. And because they know they have that demand, they hold themselves and others to such a really high standard of doing a good impression. This is why ESTJs of all the types typically are the ones with the finest ass, the finest rack, and they have the finest abs, typically of all the types. ESTJs statistically are the most fit, and that is because of TE Hero combining with SE Critic, because TE Hero is aware of their reputation and how everyone thinks of them consistently, and SE Critic is very critical towards the outward appearance. Ah, but the ENTJ, nope, not that priority. Their priority is expert intuition, metaphysics, the what if, and they're very critical of the what if, so much so that they're critical towards the outward intentions of other people. ENTJs criticize the intentions of other human beings, right? And they have to do this. Why do they have to do this? It's because ENTJs are aware of the possibility that they will be backstabbed by people or that people will become disloyal to them or people that they're very altruistic for expecting those people to remember the altruism and then be loyal to them as a result. All of a sudden they're not loyal to them anymore. They're like, well, I can't be altruistic to that person anymore. I can't help them anymore. And it's like, just be, be careful ENTJs watching this because that can actually be a covert contract. Don't do covert contracts. In fact, like if you're an ENTJ male and you haven't read this book, uh, what are you doing? Like wake up. And this book basically defines what a covert contract is. And if you're being altruistic while expecting some kind of return on investment from somebody without telling them, that's actually manipulative and that's on you and you have no right to get criticized them for having negative intentions to you or not being loyal enough to you after you've been so altruistic towards them because you never define the terms of that altruism. You're not allowed to be altruistic for someone and then expect to have strings attached as a result of you being altruistic and so generous to them, right? Remember that ENTJs, it's a really big deal because 
we don't want you to go like super mega greedy on us, you know, when things don't go your way because you didn't actually specify the terms of that contract, i.e. you being altruistic to begin with. I guess that means it wasn't truly altruistic, was it? Huh. Make sure you communicate these things to people. ENTJs are at risk of having a covert contract in this way. Of course, any type, any type, especially, um, actually, all, all genders, all types, all genders have the capacity of doing a covert contract, which is a form of manipulation. I'm just stating how that exists for the ENTJ right here. So anyway, they are very naturally critical towards the intentions of others. And any critic is what causes ENTJs to jump to conclusions without verifying. And it's really frustrating that they do this. I remember dating an ENTJ woman one time and she got so mad at me because she was starting to jump to conclusions about my intent and there was nothing I could say to defend myself because she had already made the decision in her mind. And you know, that one thing that she was afraid of, that she was criticizing my intentions for, you know, she made it come true because she was too paranoid as a result. You know what I mean? So remember, NTPs have this thing. If I'm gonna do the time, I may as well do the crime. Don't forget this, ENTJs. Stop jumping to conclusions about other people's intentions or their behavior. Maybe you should use that TI nemesis and actually verify what they're doing. Or communicate, that'd be nice. Please communicate, ENTJs. It'll go very well for you. And then maybe you won't have those stupid stereotypes that people give you you know, people who don't understand you, accusing you of being like horrible people, uncaring, unloving, controlling, greedy, all those labels that they attach to you. And it's usually brought upon as a result of you not verifying what other people are doing because you are jumping to conclusions about their intentions and assuming, potentially assuming that they're going to betray you even though they're not really betraying you. Don't worry, ENTJs, because all NJs do this. You're not the only ones that do this. I'm not singling you out here. And it, even if you're a mature version or a mature version of an ENTJ, it doesn't matter. You all carry this risk because you still have NE nemesis or NE critic. It exists. Any critic is going to criticize or critique the intentions of other people. Why? Because you are responsible with your own intentions, responsible with your own willpower, and you see everyone else in the world as irresponsible with their willpower, and then you even assume that they are irresponsible. But sorry, assuming that an NTP is irresponsible with their willpower, their wants, their desires, their intentions towards you, I recommend you double check first before you go in that realm because that will cause their NTP to like question why they're loyal to you in the first place. You might want to figure that out. And oh, by the way, NJ's watching this lecture and listening to this lecture. You might want to consider that as well, just so you know. Anyway, and then we have SI Trickster. Yes, that one thing, that annoying thing that makes ENTJs like forget everything, which is why ENTJs live in notes land. They have to have their notepad, gotta have their sticky notes, because they store their phys their memories in the physical environment. You know, they pick up an object and it's like a totem and it's like that, you know, one thing that Lin Yen Chen said one time in the comments section here on this YouTube channel, talking about this superpower where if you pick up an object, you know the entire physical past, history, any memory attached to this physical object, even memories of other people. I completely forget the name of that superpower and it sucks, but, that's what SE Child does, but SI Trickster is trying to remember the long-term memory. The point is ENTJs do not have 
long-term memory access. They have short-term memory access through SE Child, short-term memory access. Now, yes, SE Critic has some short-term memory, but the long-term memory of SI Parent is so much better. But still, S, you know, the, uh, the short-term memory here is still better than the Trickster. SE Trickster would just mean that, it, I mean, lack of knowledge of physics. I mean, that really sucks, but INPs, INTPs, and INFPs have to deal with that. Fair enough. But here, they're super forgetful. This is why SE Child needs other SI users so that human beings are actually like walking totems with the ENTJ, literally keeping track and remembering things for the ENTJ on the ENTJ's behalf. If the ENTJ is not able to take notes or have their planner or have their Outlook uh, a web app uh, on their phone, managing their calendar, etc., they live in that area. Whereas like me, I can actually remember my appointments even though like I have them also in my Outlook, but I I not really look at my outlook very much because I remember all of it. You know what I mean? Of course, that's when ENTJs accuse me of not really reading their email, if you know what I mean. Haha. <laughs> so, they're very forgetful, but they have to store their memories in the physical environment. If you're an ENTJ and you're not taking notes, you're not living with post notes, and if you're not establishing relationships with SI users to remember, SI user being like a person with introverted sensing, their top four functions, similar to an ESTJ, if you're not making relationships with those people, you are at risk of forgetting things. And if you are that forgetful in the short term, in the long term memory, good luck because your mind can only hold so much short term memory information because as new stuff comes in, old stuff gets pushed out. So you probably should record everything. If you don't, if you're not recording things, you are at risk of becoming an ineffective ENTJ, especially compared to other successful ENTJs like, you know, Jeff Bezos, just saying. And and I trickster, we actually already talked about that. Never want an EST never allow an ESTJ to want things. If they want things, they if they if you allow your ESTJ to become impulsive, that is a disaster. Don't do it. Uh you know, it's like remember, you know, oh, I really want this job. No, that was a bad decision. You know, that that whole thing, right? That is an I trickster. Do not allow ESTJs to want things, instead obligate them, tell them what they should do. Tell them what you want. You say to the ESTJ, I want you to do this and do it directly. And then they're like, oh, thank God he's being direct with me and he's telling me what he wants and he's telling me what I should do. Great. And if they don't agree with how they should do it or they don't agree with what you want, they'll tell you and then it becomes a negotiation, which is what they want or what they're hoping for. Because it's like, I should be negotiating on this and it makes them feel good because it's not really an argument, it's more of a negotiation, submit your proposal type of situation for ESTJs and they love it, right? So give them their day in court and do that for them. And finally, we have Effie Demon. Both types have Effie Demon. Let me tell you something about ESTJs and ENTJs. They don't give a damn about how you feel because their mind is so focused on how they feel. They're already afraid that they're bad people and managing their own feelings and their own sense of self-worth because that's what introverted feeling is. It's sense of self-worth, it's moral awareness, it's what the individual believes is a good or bad thing, right? Well, they don't have time or even the mental capacity to consider that you have value judgments. They're like, I don't care what you believe is a good or bad thing. I only care about what I believe is a good or bad thing. And I don't care about making you feel any better. They don't care. They are here to make themselves feel better or others to make them feel better. It's not their job. Their job is to make other people around them intelligent with their extroverted thinking. Hey, you should be thinking about this, right? That's their job. It's not about making other people feel good. 
they don't have to follow social norms. In fact, social norms exist for their sake, not the other way around. So stop telling your uh, ETJs that they're heartless. They're not. They have very soft, gushy centers. It's called FI Inferior, and FI Inferior is actually pretty dope. Let them be good people. They really are. Stop scaring them into believing that they're bad people. Because, oh, you're heartless, and you don't care how I feel. Yeah, they don't care. It's not their job. Stop trying to make them do things that they can't do mentally. Like, respect them a little bit more than that. Love them a bit more than that. They deserve it. Now, if you ignore them, and if you make them more afraid that they're a bad person, or if you cause them to feel bad over and over and over again, they will start to hate you, and bitterness will form, and it will be a problem. And then, when that happens, the ENFJ superego demon will activate in the ESTJ, and it's like, I'm going to teach you a lesson. And that's what they do. Can you imagine a rolling pin being pulled out? You know, and it's like, here, I'm really going to teach you to cook. First, I'm going to chop your head off and make it into a pie. You know what I mean? Like, it's that, that ENFJ, I'm going to teach you a lesson. They're going to teach, they're going to teach you something, and it's going to hurt, let me tell you. And it's because you've ignored their inferior function, which causes the demon to become restless, and then it activates, and it becomes the nuclear option, and they will cut you out of their life. And they will teach you a lesson you will never forget. Why? Because they will never forget what you've done to them. And they're going to teach you a lesson that you will never forget. ENTJs, it's a little different. Make them feel like a bad person all the time. Activate their demon. Their ESFJ is going to come out. And it's like, who? I'm going to bake you a last meal. Hey, I made you this amazing meal. It's like so perfect. And you're just like, wow, as you're eating it down, this is like the best meal ever. And it has flesh-eating parasites in it you don't even know. Right? You won't even see it coming. You will not even see it coming. They will destroy your social life, they will destroy your health, they will destroy your future, and they will feel justified in doing so because you have caused them that harm, because you have made them feel like such a worthless human being and you have destroyed their reputation and caused other people to think poorly of them as a result, which has inhibited all that clout and credit, that, that social currency that they've developed as a result of having a reputation of other people because ETJs operate by reputation. The fourth law of power, according to Robert Greene, I believe is the fourth, and it goes, and I quote, so much depends on reputation. Guard it with your life. And these two types as TE heroes, especially since they're both in the in charge, AKA structure interaction style, understand that law of power more than any of the other 16 types. They can do no other. This is exactly how they are. And if you attack that, well, the demons are going to come out and they're going to beat the crap out of you and destroy your life. Don't become the target of their nuclear option. Not recommended. Instead, seek to make them feel good at all times and you will be good to go. Always tell them how you think highly of them. It is for their benefit and yours. Trust me. So, uh, that being said, if you found this uh, lecture useful, helpful, educational, enlightening, uh, insightful, please subscribe to the channel here on YouTube and also on the podcast. Leave a like while you're at it. If you have any comments or questions about ESTJs or ENTJs, leave it in the comment section below and I'll do my best to answer your question. 
Also, meetup group tonight, and uh, if you want to join us on the Bay Area meetup group, uh, just go to the link in the description, and you can uh, sign up for that. Also, join the Discord server if you haven't. The link is also in the description of this lecture, just so you guys know. This is the first episode of Season 11. There's eight total episodes in this season, so we're going to go through this season, and then I still have two additional seasons of tight comparisons to go, and then we'll get through that. And also, the winner of No More Mr. Nice Guy is... Adrian Bartlett, uh, so send me an email at chase at csjoseph.life and uh, with your contact details and we'll make arrangements for you to receive a free copy of Dr. Robert Glover's book, No More Mr. Nice Guy. Thank you for your support in this channel and for winning the first round of our giveaways here on the CS Joseph YouTube channel. For the rest of you, be aware that we are going to be having additional giveaways, so thank you for your patience. Another one will be posted in a few lectures from now and we will keep it going. And also we're gonna be doing uh, giveaways for the Q&A sessions. Uh, and I believe our next Q&A session is Friday this week, I think. So, uh, which will be done on Discord. So join the Discord server if you wanna be part of our live Q&A session, which will be also live streaming on YouTube as well. So other than that, sounds good. Uh, I got many more of these to go. So I'll see you guys tonight.